The Mueller investigation is over, so how come everybody's still talking about it? This time on Poll Hub, new polling data on what Americans think of everything Mueller. Then, you've heard his name almost every week here on the podcast. But what do you really know about our editor, Kenny Marples? Besides having kind of an awesome stage name, right? Well, today you are going to find out. And then, the most important day of the year is May 3rd. According to some guy named Lee, we're going to discuss that. What an odd episode. Even I'm curious how this one turns out. Let's get going. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. I'm J.D. Dapper, Director of Innovation here at the Marist Poll. And I'm Barbara Carvalho, Director of the Marist Poll. And I'm Mary Griffith, Media Director for the Marist Poll and Executive Producer of Poll Hub. Lee is off-site today, but he'll be joining us shortly for a very special segment. I was pretty sure that wasn't Lee from The Voice, but I, I guess I guessed right. Head cold. Head cold, yeah. Heck, that is a heck of, <laughs> a, right. heck yeah. of a head cold. He, he gets higher. His <laughs> voice gets Just higher. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Squeaky Lee. Uh, we've been talking about um, the Mueller report for uh, a couple of years now, as I have many Americans, or at least the investigation, I should say. The report ha- has come out, um, and it's been several weeks now of discussions, conversations, and arguments uh, that are largely set up on partisan lines in Washington. But we've been out in the field uh, with the NPR, PBS, uh, NewsHour, Marist Poll, and asking Americans what they think about now. Now that it's out, now that we've you know got something to look at, now that we've had something to read and we've seen all this, where do we stand? And I, what strikes me about this is, while there's a big partisan divide that's fairly obvious, there's also some uh, stuff in the middle that is not partisan that's kind of interesting to me about both um, uh, about investigation, uh, but also kind of how this plays out for Donald Trump. But let's let's start yeah, independence. with independence. Yeah, independence aren't real clear one way or the other. I suspect some of them do lean uh, more Democratic, others lean more Republican. But what I do find is interesting is in some of the questions that we ask, um, they don't stand on one side completely or the other. I mean, overall, 58 percent of Americans still feel that there are questions that have been uh, less uh, left unanswered with regard to President Trump's role, uh, even after the uh, conclusion of the Mueller investigation. However, you know what happens after this point. I think is where you know you mentioned Jay that the you know the political polarization really takes hold. Democrats, I think, um, what our poll has shown wants something to go on, to continue once the investigation, the first I-word investigation to continue. But how that investigation continues is something that also divides uh, Democrats um, as well. Uh, And whether, in fact, the other I-word, the impeachment word, is uh, the road that they actually do want to go down and take. Republicans, on the other hand, are are done. They believe that the the Mueller investigation was fair, um, as do most Americans, regardless of party, um, and feel that the investigation at this point should just uh, end and we should move on. So let's talk about that other I-word impeachment. We're seeing in this survey that there isn't an overwhelming push among Democrats for the impeachment process. So Even are, Democrats. I even mean, Democrats, that's, right. That's so striking, yeah. So what, what are the implications looking ahead to 2020? Well, given the binary choice, should should 
uh, impeachment hearings um, be held by Congress or should they not? Democrats, you know, a, a solid majority, I think almost seven in 10 Democrats say, you know, that is the case. But when we ask the question a little differently, when we, when we say, well, what are the next steps that should be taken uh, for the investigation? Only 16% of Americans say that um, invest, uh, impeachment should be the next step. Uh, the majority of Americans, um, uh, I'm sorry, the majority of Democrats and about a third of Americans believe that Congress should in some way continue the investigation. And then there's a, there's a handful of people who think that the president should at least be reprimanded, uh, which is, I believe, called censure. Censure, yeah, yeah. Um, but re Republicans not. I mean, Republicans pretty much are solidly against anything else continuing forward on, on this issue. But in this poll, we also asked a question we've been asking repeatedly for um, much of the president's term, which is, would you definitely vote for him? Would you definitely vote against him? And after all of this, and, and the, the very partisan nature of what we've talked about, the support for the idea of impeachment or not, that Republicans are solidly behind him. We've talked about that also for, for two years. His base is solidly behind him. Absolutely. He, Unchanged. He, he gets to this point in his presidency having never not had a majority of Americans saying they will definitely vote against him. So doesn't that say that the Mueller report maybe hasn't changed minds, but certainly hasn't helped him electorally? Well, we did also talk to people and asked Americans about whether they thought this was going to be the most important factor driving their vote um, come 2020. Most Americans really didn't either didn't see it as a factor or just saw it as one um, of many factors, including including Democrats, that this really wasn't the driving force. I think Trump has a persona. Everything's baked in. And you either, you know, like him or you don't like him. And it's not about any one particular issue. Um, but it just, it, it's, it's, about the, it's about the whole. It's about the, the whole person. And um, this certainly didn't change any minds. But when we look at that reelect question, obviously his, well, I shouldn't say obviously, what we've seen consistently is that his base is pretty much baked in. But the independents, he's really not getting the support yeah, that he point. needs looking ahead to 2020. And that, and that didn't change. That hasn't changed in either direction uh, after the Mueller report, which I think a lot of people thought one way or another was going to be an inflection point, right? I mean, Republicans were hoping that it would be an inflection point that would turn support towards him. Democrats were hoping he was gone, right? And as it turns out, maybe nothing is an inflection point. I mean, that's what we keep saying, but is anything an inflection point on people's attitudes about Donald Trump? Well, I don't know, but I think that the Democrats do run a risk here because um, because the majority of Americans really don't want to go down the impeachment road at this point. Um, Democrats do have a little bit of a problem because their primary voters, their core voters, the people that are going to show up on election day for the primaries for the nominee, are much more interested in the impeachment route than either moderate uh, Democrats or Americans uh, as, as a whole. So in order to, uh, you know, win the primaries, get, gain support, um, build enthusiasm among Democratic uh, primary voters, they're going to need to walk a very fine line between investigation, impeachment, and not doing anything at all. And this is exactly what Republicans have had to do in 2016 and 2018 with 
the, their support for Donald Trump is that in the Republican Party, great, but you get into a general election, you need to distance yourself from him. Or healthcare, another great example, right? Republicans have to, to the base, say, we got to kill Obamacare, and then they get into a general, and it's like, no, we love Obamacare, or at least we're okay with it. So it's a, it, they, it, Democrats are in a position, Republicans have been in for a couple couple cycles. Well, the party, the party faithful um, and those that are most mobilized within each party are at uh, the left and right extremes. And so it's going to be challenging, especially with so many Democratic candidates trying to find the right lane for themselves uh, to break out of this pack to see, uh, to see what they actually end up doing. We're going to change direction now and welcome Kenny Marples, Maris Poll Newsfeed Media Assistant, Poll Hub Editor, and Graduating Senior to the podcast now. Hey, Kenny. Hello. Oof, wow, that was a mouthful. It was. You do a yeah. lot of stuff around here. I, I do. Um, happy to be involved around campus so much, but uh, it definitely is a lot. <laughs> well, Kenny, our listeners know a little bit about you, mostly uh, because of the jokes that we make at your expense. <laughs> yes, true. often taking your name in vain. <laughs> yeah, there's so many times where... Uh, in the podcast, uh, you guys will be like, oh, don't worry about this, Kenny. Like, scrap that. So <laughs> they missed the good stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you know. You actually, get it the, all. You, you know the secrets because you're the one that, that leaves the stuff on the cutting room floor because you've been editing this for, what, almost a year now or nine months? Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fun fact, Kenny is the inaugural Newsfeed Media Assistant he was the very first student to come on in this iteration of this program. And so Kenny is the senior statesman, if you will, of the newsfeed. So who are you, Kenny? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my full name's uh, Kenneth Marples. Uh, so I'm originally from... Do you a, have a middle name? I do. It's James. Oh, uh, so okay. Kenneth we didn't James know that. Marples. Yeah. <laughs> KJ. Uh, it's true, yeah. So I'm originally from uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, it's right next to Newark Airport. Okay, we won't hold that against you. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, still love Mason, Jersey. Um, and then, uh, so I'm a communications major, concentration in journalism and sports communication, minors in global studies and music. Is that all? Uh, well, so with the music minor... <laughs> that was actually a facetious question, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. So, I mean, with the music minor, I'm heavily involved in the music department. Uh, so I'm in the band, I'm in the choir, stuff like that. So, yeah. And you're also involved in the poll. I am before you came to the media, the newsfeed side of things. So this is a podcast about polling. What's your biggest takeaway from your time in the survey center? What have you learned about polling? Uh, so I think that every journalism student uh, should either be like highly recommended to do this or like it be just a requirement uh, in the journalism curriculum uh, to be a part of the Marist poll, uh, at least for a semester. Um, How much did you pay him to say that, Mary? <laughs> The check's in the mail. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really think that it, it gets you comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, so every time you pick up the phone, uh, you know, uh, you could get someone who's a happy old lady in uh, North Carolina or a very angry old man uh, in New York who's not ready for someone to, you know, uh, call them. So I think that just as a journalist, uh, it gets you comfortable, like I said, being uncomfortable. And it sort of forces you out of your comfort zone um, to, you know, speak to people that you don't know. And to you have a set goal. Um, what's funny about it is that I even use, like, techniques from the poll in questions that I make now. Uh, as some of your pat phrases? Yeah, so, as a, whatever it means to you. 
Um, and well, so just I, try a few and see how it goes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it, it's funny because that it it really does work. Um, and little things like that uh, really go a long way uh, to get someone to be a little more comfortable with you know a stranger they met on the phone. When you um, started uh, editing the, the podcast, you knew about polls from polling, right? From exactly what you're talking about, being mm-hmm. on the other side of the phone. Um, have you, in listening to these, because you've had to listen to edit them, right, to put them together, uh, have you learned stuff about polling that you didn't know from being on the other side of the phone? And have we not really talked about anything that you know from being on the other side of the phone? Have we left anything you know, on the table? It's funny because a couple a couple months ago, actually, uh, I I picked up the phone, my house phone, um, and it was a pollster, <laughs> and I I died of laughter, and <laughs> and so I actually I, I did a survey, um, and at the end of it, I was like, yeah, don't worry about it, like I know how it feels, <laughs> and then that was the end of the conversation. So are you more likely to do a poll now? I am, I am. I have sympathy. I have sympathy for the people working long nights. <laughs> um, but in regards to just polling in general, uh, there's just a lot that goes there's a lot that goes on uh, that people don't really think about because they're simple questions, but there's a lot of weight to them. Uh, so the thing about polling is you want statistics. You want no, you know, like you said, um, you know, would you definitely vote for him or would you definitely vote against Donald Trump? So that gives you like very precise information. But in order to get that precise information, you really need to think about like the wording of it. Uh, you really need to think about how you're phrasing things. Uh, in order for people to understand that that's exactly what they want, um, and then uh, distributing that to the public as you know infographs and stuff like that. So I think definitely wording uh, is a huge part of polling that people really don't uh, people sort of gloss over because it's simple wording, but it's precise. And in regards to things that we didn't really talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't really think of anything major. Since I'm a sports comm major, I've been pushing sports polls uh-huh. for like the, there you go. or like sports statistics just in general for quite well, a while. Well, Lee talks about the Yankees on almost every podcast. Doesn't that count for something? They're not going to the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. That's yeah. okay. He's now, you know, he's now all upset about the uh, the football giants draft. So yes, he's, he's been distracted. That was definitely an interesting draft. I saw, <laughs> but like, yeah. So I I don't really think we left out anything. Um, I just think that there's so much um, there's so much behind the scenes work that people really don't think about. Even for e- even your job, Jay, like to sort of get us out there and you know continue improving uh, the media initiative. Um, you know, it's always sort of thinking about not a problem that you have, but a solution to something that isn't really a problem. I guess if that makes any sense, it, you're sort of like. Uh, thinking ahead uh, always. We, we try. We, we, we do try. But that is another part of what Poll Hub is also about, which is the news feed. That's right. And the news feed, we've talked about this on the broadcast before, but you came to the news feed, obviously, last year. And my question for you, now that you're leaving, is was there ever a time that you asked yourself, what the heck was I thinking? Um... There's a lot of times I ask myself that question. <laughs> As a 22-year-old college student, I find myself asking that pretty much every day. Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> because that's, a, that's a good sign. You wouldn't really want to be 22 and not asking yourself that question. That's, yeah, yeah. that's fair. And I recall not too long ago, the beginning of this semester, you came in and I looked at you and I asked, oh my gosh, Kenny, are you okay? And you're like, I'm okay. It's going to be okay. It's just I have a lot going on with the news feed and 
with my internship and my courses and we, we sat down and we talked about things a little bit. And so now you've, you're over that hump. Before you leave campus, what advice would you give to your fellow students who are, who are sticking around for another year or two about when they encounter situations like that, how they'd get past them? Yeah, so I think that uh, if there's anything that working at uh, Marist Pole as well as working in my internship uh, down in the city uh, for a local you know, news station. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, so I worked at Fox. Uh, so mm -hmm. I worked with Fox Edge, which is, you know, they work with the, uh, the affiliate stations. So one of the great things that working in, like, television and in the Marist Poll sort of teaches you is that a deadline's a deadline. So, <laughs> like... Oh, that. No one cares about your personal issues or, like, no one cares about, you know, I don't know, like, oh, you couldn't make it to, like, a movie night with your friends or something. Like, you still have that deadline. Um, and, I mean, school's the same exact thing. So there was one time where I, I, I forgot my hard drive with all of my homework for the day after in the city at my internship. Mm. Uh, so I, there, was, there was one of two options I could have done. It was one I could have you know, sort of hide between my legs and pray for the best, or I just sort of realized, all right, I have to go to the city tomorrow morning at 5 and then, <laughs> like, deal with it. So that, that's what I ended up doing, and it ended up pretty well. Um, in, in my prior uh, life as a TV uh, journalist, uh, one of the oldest phrases in the book is, you know, the five o'clock news starts at five o'clock. Exactly. And that was to say your piece is on when it's on. You don't you, you don't have you don't have 30 seconds extra. Yeah, it's on at five. So it, that's an interesting point about time and time management, because I think it is something that um, journalism and what we do here. Uh, are great ways to teach that, and it's something that is not. I don't think for most of us, it's something we come by naturally. It's a, it's a, it's was, it's been a battle for me <laughs> my entire life. So and election day is on election day. Yeah, well, exactly. So yeah. we, we can't. We, we don't. We don't have uh, the ability to to move it. Exactly, and so like in regards to balancing things, it's just sort of like know your priorities. So, uh, you know, I'm heavily involved in the music department, but I know that I'm not there for, I'm, I'm not here at Marist for uh, music. Um, so obviously school first, um, job second in regards to like internships and stuff like that. Um, I, I do but, hope. Uh, I think you missed a podcast first. Right? Oh, yeah, yes, okay. yes, I wanted, yes, yes. I just wanted to clarify mind. that. See, I was thinking I was going to edit that out and just put <laughs> podcast in the front. Um, yeah, you've got the power to like make this, you make yourself sound absolutely like a genius here. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm so excited. So the big question, <laughs> the big question is, so like what happens at the end of the month? I mean, once you walk across the stage in a, in a couple of weeks and get your diploma, then what? So right now I'm uh, in the process of applying for uh, any and every job <laughs> working in uh, t uh, TV news. Uh, so, you know, uh, the regular Fox, NBC, CNN, uh, MSNBC, really anyone. Um, well, go ahead. Make a plug now. You never yeah, know who's right? in there. I mean, you've got an audience. This is an opportunity. Be assertive. Be aggressive. Right? Yes. Please find me on LinkedIn. <laughs> it's Marples. M-A-R-P-L-E-S. Um, but yeah, so hopefully uh, within the next couple of months, I'll be working for a news station uh, in the city. I, uh, Like I said, I'm a Jersey kid, so that commute will ironically be uh, easier than my commute from uh, Poughkeepsie. Uh, although I, I do love it here. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to hope to have a crazy shift probably, but um, I'm excited for it. Well, Kenny, you know we wish you all the best of luck. It has been a pleasure 
having you working with working with us. See, I can't even speak. I'm all choked up working with us here at the Newsfeed and at the Maris Poll. And thank you so much for all that you've done for us and all that you will do before graduation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, working here has been one of the best parts of my college experience, uh, picking your brains uh, about how everything works and even the just the TV news world in general. So thank you so much for allowing me to pick your brains. <laughs> Who the heck's going to edit the podcast now? Jay? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this brings us to one of our favorite segments each year. It's our favorite time of the year, actually, when we celebrate May 3rd, which is Lee Maringoff's birthday. And as part of that tradition, of course, we do a poll. But this year was <laughs> a, just a little bit different. So, Lee, did you happen to see the results of, uh, of your birthday poll this year? Not, not to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like I should be testifying before Congress. Wishful like thinking, Lee. <laughs> All right, I saw him. I saw him. Okay, so this is a problem. We've been doing this uh, for over three decades, three decades, about three decades. And, uh, and uh, we asked the question at the end of a national survey, so it's a legitimate question. Do you consider whatever my year is that year? Your age, to be, yeah. Your age. My yeah. age to be young, middle-aged, or old. Unfortunately, for some unforeseen reason, and we shouldn't need to speculate about this, um, 68 seemed to have tipped it a little bit uh, in, a, in a not pleasant direction. So 6% of people think uh, 68 is young, 48% um, say middle age, and 46% say old. So this is the first time middle age is not in front outside of the statistical margin of error. So it's a And worse than time. that, it's no longer a majority. This is yeah, the first time it's under 50%. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, that was tough. I feel like I'm winning the popular vote, but losing the electoral college. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Call kind Hillary Clinton. She'll help you out with that. Yeah. So so people, you know, you know, clearly young people, Generation Z and millennials, 62% of them think my age is old. Um the silent generation, those people over 72, thank goodness they still think it's a middle age, uh, 59% yeah, thinking only, that. Yeah, only one in five, 19%, not even one in five think uh, think that you're old. So you got to yeah. hang out. Let me see. Let me just look at some of the cross tabs here. So I think what you need to do is you need to hang out in a rural part <laughs> of the Northeast uh, with women. Um, because those are the people that still think that you're middle-aged and not old. But I would stay well, away from urban areas, people under 45, and oh, men. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, this is, I guess, how... This was started out as a big joke, you know, a long time ago. How does a pollster come to terms with advancing age? The, the humor part is leaving me. I did notice when I look back at some of the trends, we have trends, in 2014 when I turned 63... That's when the numbers really started to shift. I don't know what was magic in 63. 60% of the people that year thought it was middle-aged. Um, so look at the difference between then and five years later. So all you who, folks who are 62, hold on to it dearly because the numbers are going to start to shift. And you, lost, you, start... Know, you, you lost nine points, though, when you turned 59 from 59 to 60. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nine-point jump or d decrease yeah. in the number who yeah. thought it was middle-aged. Well, yeah, don't well, you think you, you should know. have thrown in the towel at that point, Lee? Well, I think, you know, what you, what you have at that point is, you know, people start just giving you the senior citizen discount. 
Uh, you know, and so that's not good. And I realized in the no, meeting that, with that is students, good. You save money. I, well, I, I want the yeah, but there's some discount. things you'd rather pay for. <laughs> yes, and you want to be depends on the asked, size of the senior know. citizen. Discount, you want to be asked. So it's it's not it's not good. Um, but there's a lot of people out there who were born in 1951, and that's okay. I mean, we're, we we do have a you know a collective you know despair at these numbers. And if you were born in 1951 and you have a different take on these data, please email me. Uh, or, or message the uh, Maris Poll or Maris Poll Hub and any of those places <laughs> that you get a hold of us. I'd be happy to uh, to commiserate uh, in a, a, together. We need kind to work on your messaging, Lee. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. I, all right. Of, I got. Hang on. Kind of a. I actually have a serious question about why these things are moving. How much of this has to do with the fact that there is an increasing uh, size of the uh, younger generation? This is a this is a large generation, and so it's. It's it's a larger set of younger people who are answering this question than did say fifteen or twenty years ago. How much of this has to do with that? All of it. All. Of well, it. you know, I think that <laughs> I, I think you survived. I actually think you survived for so long because of the baby boomer generation. Yeah. I think they yeah, we hung in there. I think they hung in there with you. But right now, you know, we have Gen Z coming of age, yeah. so they're now You're being right, included. Right. You know, in our polls, the eighteen to twenty-four year olds, and they're just beefing up the uh, the size of the millennials. So we, uh, we 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 combine Gen Z with millennials, and really. Um, you've had it. so, But it's it's not too bad. I mean, it's actually not too bad. I mean, still 48% of Americans do think yeah. that uh, you're middle-aged, although 68 and 68, that's that would mean you'd have to live to, what, 136? Well, here's here. In two years, I will be halfway between 20 and 120. So you can oh, sleep see, well on that. See, see, there you go. So that's uh, that's something to look forward to, I guess. But well, thanks a lot, guys. I sure appreciate uh these good wishes. Yeah, well, happy, <laughs> happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, 40. Well, let me ask you guys before we go away. Young, middle-aged, or old, let's, you know, let, let me put the, let's put the, you, you know, by the, your word to your, to your positions here. So what do you guys think? Ladies first. You're old. Old. Uh, you pay my check. You're young. You're very young. <laughs> Sprightly young man. Well, well, there, there, yeah, there always, you have it, folks. You're always young at Hartley, and you, yeah, always, that's for you sure. always have been. You keep and us I hope young. my cardiologist agrees with you. <laughs> well, happy birthday. And, Thank uh, you, guys. We were definitely looking forward to next year. <laughs> yes, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, I think. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Poll Hub. Poll Hub is a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. And hey, again, Lee, happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to Mary Griffith for joining us today, our executive producer, who uh, keeps us all moving and keeps us all together. And thank you to Kenny Marples for joining us as well. And I hope, uh, I hope you edit everything beautifully. Uh, so that you Got have wonderful mellifluous tones uh, that can be your calling card for that job that you're looking for. And we'd also like to thank the Roper Center Archive at Cornell University, who provides us with the ability to look back in time at survey questions and results over the decades, although the age question is all ours. Yes, we're, we're the one maintaining that database for uh, forever. Send your questions because uh, we like to get them. Pollhub at marist.edu. Reach out to us on social media. That's really the best way to reach us. We're at Marist Poll on Twitter, Marist Poll on Facebook. Hey, and uh, Lee, what do people need to do when they're looking at their app, they're listening to this on? What is it they need to do? 
Huh? <laughs> subscribe, please. Subscribe. Oh, my God. Oh, it's that, it's that age thing, you know? It's that age thing. Oops. It's okay. It's okay. We'll cover for you. Hey, look, all the presidential candidate frontrunners are older than I am. So, you know, there you have well, it. Well, that's true. something. And that makes them middle-aged? <laughs> Only in their minds. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you.